From WGCU News, I'm Amy Tardiff. 65-year-old Jim McCracken talks with his wife, 60-year-old Karen Feldman, about the death of his brother, David McCracken, from AIDS in 1992 at the age of 36. He remembers David's bright spirit and their complicated relationship. Our family history really started in 1947 with the death of my two brothers, Bobby and Tommy, at one and two years old. Parents lost them and the house and everything they had, and that went ahead and defined our family. In a fire? In a fire, yes. It was a fire. So your parents went on to have... I have three brothers that lived. One older, two younger. David was my youngest brother. He was born in 56. He was special. He was very different. Given the trauma that your parents had prior to the birth of the four of you... How do you think the family dynamics shaped you and and specifically David? I think we were all shaped somewhat the same. There was an expectation that we could never meet because our brothers were dead. They were on a pedestal in front of us, between us and our parents all the time. So we all had to try to find ways to be successful for ourselves and in our parents' eyes as well. David was uh, very gifted. He could sing, he could dance, he could act. We could all sing. My dad was a singer in barbershop harmony, and we would sing on the way to church. You do the baritone, you do the alto, da-da-da. He'd blow his pitch pipe. He'd bring a pitch pipe on his way to work, okay? (laughs) And he'd get us all on the right note, and then we'd start singing, and it was always barbershop harmony. And I can tell you that none of us really cared for barbershop harmony. (laughs) (laughs) So David blossomed in the arts, in high school, he he loved it. And when he graduated, like all people in the theater, he wanted to go to New York City. So this was in... Um, 78. And so he got there, he started doing auditions, and he was able to get some um, smaller parts, sing in some choruses, get some walk-ons here and there, parts in commercials. I have a, a letter he wrote where he had just fallen out of a romance, and he was not feeling good about that. And he writes... Despite all this, it's depressing not to be in theater. I find I'm only really depressed when I'm not in a show. If I'm in a show and I'm upset, it's not quite so bad. So when he was growing up, he was gay. He always knew he was gay. But this was not something that people talked about then in the 60s and the 70s, especially to your parents. Back in the 70s and the 80s, it was kind of tough, though, because he had moved to New York City right at the very beginning of the AIDS epidemic. And uh, one day I got a very disturbing phone call. He was upset. He was nearly yelling, saying, You're not my family. There's no such thing as a family. We have nothing in common except the accident that we were born together. I was shocked, to say the least. I said, Well, I'm sorry you feel that way now, David. I know you haven't for most of your life. But I'll always be your brother. Didn't talk to him for a number of years after that. One day my dad called and said, David's in the hospital. He's in Reno. I said, Reno? He says, well, he's very sick. They took him off the plane. They had to make an emergency stop to deplane him. He's got AIDS. That made sense then to me about the phone call. He was realizing how sick he was and what his future was and wasn't. He must have been angry. He was very very angry when he called and frustrated because he had these dreams and he had this drive and he had ambition. He was a bright light, and he could see it crashing down. So we went to the hospital to see him. He looked miserable. He had sarcomas all over his face. His body was starting to puff up. 
He'd been taking x-ray treatments in New York. Now, in the mid-80s, there was no cure for AIDS. There was no... You could hardly slow it down. I walked in the first time to see him. It's good to see him. I'd miss my brother. He looked at me and he said, I can't believe you're here. And I said, I can't believe you'd say that. <laughs> I told you I'd always be your brother no matter what. He was glad to see you. He's very glad to see me. It was good to see him and he started crying too. How long were you all there? A week to ten days. Uh, Terry was in between jobs, so he got the job of staying there. About a week later, it was over. He passed away. It still gets me all worked up. Sure. I, I loved him more than my other brothers. What would you like people to remember most about him? He always had a bright, cherubic face. Shiny, smiley. Handsome. Handsome. It sounds trite, but there will never be another David. And I've never met anyone like him. This interview with Jim McCracken and Karen Feldman of Fort Myers was recorded at StoryCorps in Fort Myers, a national initiative to record and collect stories of everyday people.